pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I'm Jackie Howard, joined today by Joseph Scott Morgan, forensic expert. He is professor of forensics at Jacksonville State University and has been covering the Derek Chauvin trial since it began two weeks ago. Joe Scott, what do you make of it? I have, I don't know in my recollection that I have seen so many technical witnesses in one case. And, you know, we're not even through with the prosecution's presentation yet. Uh, So far this week uh, alone, uh, we've heard from toxicologists, PhD toxicologists, not to mention graduate level crime scene investigators. And uh, just the other day, Dr. Tobin, who was kind of an entertaining, uh, interesting little slice of life inside of a world that we don't get much uh, view of, he's a pulmonologist by trade, uh, originally from Ireland. And he had some interesting insights into the death of George Floyd um, from the perspective of, believe it or not, uh, someone that is uh, air deprived, as, as you would think of, say, for instance, in a case, uh, he treats people with sleep apnea, of all things. So he had a really had a an interesting take on how human ventilation works. That is to inspire and respire air and process it out of our lungs. He addressed that and talked about kind of the function and how Mr. Floyd may have been inhibited uh, by the presence of the weight of Derek Chauvin on his back as he's pressed into the concrete. Uh, Then we had a forensic toxicologist, a PhD level forensic toxicologist from Pennsylvania, who, by the way, is with a a lab called NMS, who handles all of the forensic toxicology for Hennepin County in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The guy has got a very impressive background. And of course, he went in specifically to this interesting mixture of drugs that they found not only in George Floyd's system per the toxicological samples, but also uh, what may have been at the scene. Remember, one of the things that came to light this week 
was the tablets that were found chewed up and spit out in the back of the patrol unit. Now, one interesting thing that came to light relative to this was the fact that this vehicle, this patrol unit, had been in the possession of the Minneapolis Police Department, the state police department for Minnesota, for eight months, and no one had found these tablets. It actually took the defense representatives to go out there to examine the car. They were not allowed to touch the car when they cut the, the tape that kind of seals the car shut uh, to protect chain of custody. Immediately, the defense attorney looked and said, hey, what's that? And it was striking. You could see these actually very, very luminescent white tablets or particulate uh, pieces of tablets up against this black ground of the floor, uh, up against this black background of the floor mat. And all of us are sitting there thinking, how in the world could you possibly miss this? And under cross-examination, when the crime scene tech was asked um, about uh, this missing of the tablets upon initial search, she actually said, I didn't know I was supposed to be looking for pills. And so that kind of took us all aback there for a moment. And of course, one of the the threads that runs through this entire trial is this idea that the defense is saying uh, that uh, that uh, George Floyd had been ingesting what are referred to as speed balls, which are a mixture of methamphetamine and, of course, fentanyl. And, uh, you know, all we have to do is reflect back in time. How many people do we know that have actually died of speed ball? Well, let me name three. We've got Philip Seymour Hoffman. We've got River Phoenix, uh, of course, and John Belushi. So we've got three individuals, high-profile individuals in not-too-distant past that we all know of that have actually died from using speedball. So that has been kind of on the minds of everybody that studies that studies things like this and studies this case in particular from a forensic toxicology standpoint. So that was fascinating. And I think kind of to round things off today, uh, we had a surprise witness that we didn't see coming um, who is a forensic pathologist, but this individual was not the forensic pathologist of record that did George Floyd's autopsy. This is actually a lady named Dr. Thomas who was previously employed by the Hennepin County Medical Examiner's Office and is now retired and has over 30 years uh, plus experience as a forensic pathologist. She actually got on stand and had been summoned not by the defense, but by the prosecution and was a witness for the prosecution. And as it turned out at the end of the day, she was actually on the stand longer than the pathologist, Dr. Baker, who actually did the autopsy. We were all kind of scratching our heads and wondering where in the world is this going? And essentially, in a fascinating move, she sat on stand and and actually interpreted Dr. Baxter's autopsy report. And they were asking her very specific questions. We were kind of amazed at the amount of latitude uh, that, uh, that the uh, court had afforded the prosecution in this because uh, one attorney actually uh, mentioned that it seemed almost as if they were trying to uh, drown the jury in um, 
in scientific witnesses. And I, I'd have to concur because at the end of the day, our heads were spinning. There was so much data coming in and it was actually quite amazing. And then finally the day ended with, um, with Dr. Uh, Baker, uh, who actually did the autopsy. He's the chief medical examiner for Hennepin County, very composed, very professional, but you know, there had been some questions along the way about his examination because he had actually stated in a separate hearing um, where he had uh, gone in and, and testified and offered testimony, not only just to the grand jury, but he actually had a, a meeting with the county attorney up in Hennepin County where he said, I, I can't say definitively that George Floyd didn't die of an OD relative to fentanyl. And he even remarked that um, he had worked cases that he had ruled as a lethal overdose of fentanyl uh, with uh, at three nanograms. Keep in mind, uh, George Floyd actually had 11 nanograms of fentanyl in his system at the time of death. So there's still a lot to uncover, I suspect, that going into next week with the... Uh, with the prosecution, they're going to start to wrap up their case. Uh, we expect to see possibly a cardiologist. We've already had a pulmonologist. We're going to talk about. We're going to have a cardiologist because Mr. Floyd had extensive heart degree, uh, heart disease. As a matter of fact, he has one coronary artery that was almost, I think, ninety percent blocked or occluded, as they say. He had stenosis, which is kind of hardening of the arteries. Um, a couple other vessels had close to seventy, seventy-five percent course, the defense is trying to say that the combination of the drugs and the heart disease, and he also had an enlarged heart as a result of hypertension, that all of these played into his death. But at the end of the day, uh, a lot of people are saying that had George Floyd and uh, Derek Chauvin not crossed paths that day, would, would uh, George Floyd still be alive? So there's a lot more to come starting next week. Uh, particularly as it applies to uh, the prosecution kind of wrapping up their end of the case. Uh, we'll see what the defense has on board. There's even people saying that there's a chance that Derek Chauvin might testify. I, I'll believe that when I see it. I think that the defense is going to come full bore with their own set of experts. And we'll see who, um, who uh, triumphs in the end because this case, as has been said by many other people, not just me, this case is, it comes down to a battle of the experts because there's so much science involved in this case. There's so much clinical medicine that's involved in this case that you truly do need experts to kind of try to explain what was going on with George Floyd in the, uh, in the antemortem state, which means before death and then the perimortem state, which means during the throes of death, and of course, what they found in the postmortem state after death. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. Goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. High five. Casino. 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 Win at High 
HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at zen.com. That's zyn.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Well, let's talk about what you just said, Joe Scott, about <clears throat> the battle of the experts. Obviously, we've seen that with two medical examiners taking the stand. Even the medical examiner who did not do the autopsy taking the stand first. Is this going to be over the head of the jury? I mean, is there going to be so much technical information that they're either going to get lost or confused by what they're hearing? You know, the fact that they had two separate forensic pathologists in this particular case is it's it's of note. And first off, let me say as a medical legal forensic pro- professional, and I've done this now for over 35 years myself, uh, I don't ever, and <laughs> I don't ever remember uh, ever seeing a prosecution place two forensic pathologists on the stand consecutively, and one of them not being the, as they say, prosector of of record. This person had nothing to do with the autopsy, had never come in contact with George Floyd's uh, body and was simply left with the notes of uh, Dr. Baker, the chief medical examiner, to review. She also obviously got to see a lot of the videography and that sort of thing because a lot of this is hinging on George Floyd's reactions during, during the videotaping from the various angles. But, you know, I got to tell you, at the end of the day, it was kind of muddled and confusing. And I think that uh, the, the, uh, Dr. Thomas had presented information that was kind of contrary to what Dr. Baker had said. You know, Dr. Thomas had actually alluded to the fact that she in no way believes that, that, uh, that this compression event on George Floyd's back uh, was uh, that his death was related to nothing other than specifically that compression. Yeah, the drugs and the heart disease might have um, might have contributed, but for Dr. Baker, the actual medical examiner slash forensic pathologist of record, he stated that he didn't know. He he didn't know, and so I think that uh, the the prosecution probably when they began to analyze this case, they said we might have a problem here, so we're going to have to go full bore. What impact does it have on the jury? I don't know. It's almost as though they are just awash in data right now. The interesting narrative, I think, that it's going to develop out of this is going to be the fact that uh, 
that the defenses, forensic pathologists, who we don't know who this is going to be yet, we do know that there is probably going to be one, they're going to have the last say in this uh, unless they call back the chief medical examiner or maybe even Dr. Thomas as a rebuttal witness at some point in time. But, you know, if, if this case kind of runs the course, the defense forensic pathologist will have the last say. And that's kind of what the jury will be left with in their mind. Remember, you've got two two forensic pathologists that are working for the prosecution, but they're giving different data sets. And I would imagine they're they're kind of confused. The defense presents theirs and there will be a succinct nature to it and it will provide quite a bit of clarity. Forensics expert Joseph Scott Morgan, thanks for being with us today. You can follow this trial at CrimeOnline.com. This is Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Is getting gas at Chevron burning a hole in your wallet? Get the Drop app. With Drop, you can earn free gift cards just by filling up your tank. Download Drop now. Use code DROP77 to instantly receive $5 in points. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's Best hybrid mattress, five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner.